gentlemen, welcome to the Flagrant 3 NBA podcast. I'm your host, Seth Horton, joined by Michael Chapdaddy Chapman. What's up? And Lucas Glidewell. What's good? All right, guys, today we have some uh, a couple of segments we're going to run through with you guys. This is something Chap and I used to do on our old podcast that we did for the school that we went to together. Um, but first things first... Chap has been eager to get to this. I'm going to give him 20 seconds to just completely just crap all over Luka Doncic. All right, Chap, are you ready? I'm ready. We should all right. We should preface that this is after Mavs Clips game. We three. have just watched the Mavs Clippers We've, game three, where yeah. Luka was garbage and also got hurt. All right, 20 seconds, starting in three, two, one, go. Luka. Please just start hitting free throws in big playoff games. You could not get, do anything offensively against the Clippers. And frankly, Landry Shamet outplayed you in a pivotal game three in an important playoff series. I, I don't understand what happened. Time. Luca's overhyped. No, no, no. Your time is up. We your time is up. That. Anything after that is not valid. All right. Oh boy! So, hmm. Landry Shamet, huh? Hmm. Listen, hmm. Landry was one of my biggest disappointments this season. Uh, I picked him to be the first high-volume three-point shooter ever to shoot over fifty percent in a season. I was pretty confident about at least coming close to that, like preseason, and then he just hasn't been good, and also did not improve on defense this year, even a little bit. Yeah, he shot really low for his, like, usual this season yeah. from three. He shot 33.3%. He's a career 40% shooter. Yeah. From deep, anyway. But Landry lit it up against the yeah. Mavericks in a big game. Had that third quarter buzzer beater that kind of sealed the game away. The Mavericks would have drawn it within three at one point in the fourth quarter had he not hit that three. Um, and, yeah, he was... Arguably our most important player. Your most important player in game one was the refs. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to an oldie but a goodie. We call this the courtroom session. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the jury. The jury being just the three of us here on the podcast. Uh, so, gentlemen of the jury, we... Stand here today putting the NBA referees on trial for giving Kristaps Porzingis a bogus technical foul. Two bogus technical fouls is what people are arguing. Yeah. Two bogus technical fouls. All right. Trappy or Luke, either one. Luke, you haven't gotten a lot of voice time here. Yeah. Walk me through what happened. Uh, so, So, KP pretty much gets gets mad at a call that was a bad call i'm not gonna lie uh it was a block and it wasn't called a block it was called a foul uh so he gets mad and punches air which is toward the ref which is in the rules an automatic technical foul why is that in the rules uh i think it's a draymond rule actually um pg got called for the same thing in that game yeah i will say that they called it earlier that day on someone else and it's been called throughout the playoffs in the bubble. That's frustrating. Yeah. Um, makes you want to do an air punch, right? 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm punching air right now. Be careful. <laughs> it might tee you up. <laughs> but Lord. I I think the one that everyone has a problem with is the second one, and right. that's uh, Marcus Morris goes kind of hard at Luca, and kind of in a welcome to the playoffs moment, which all rookies have, uh, or all playoff rookies have, and you see. KP come and stand up for his for his boy, and I mean they get the double text. Yeah, they get double text, which is a decent ruling. I think people are mad at the reason KP got it was mm-hmm. because he was kind of so far away, and I can see the reasoning behind him getting it, but it was kind of a weak call. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. So technically, both of those technicals were like automatic according to the NBA rulebook, because the second one, he escalated a situation that was already going on. But I, th- I think you do have to look at what calls you're making contextually. This is a playoff game that could swing the momentum of the, of the, momentum of the series either way, and KP didn't do anything that was flagrantly awful. I'm a Clippers fan. I love the Clippers. I wish that that wouldn't have happened. And I, I kind of don't think it should have at this point. I can say that, and I'm kind of arguing for the legality of the call, I guess. In the NFL, that gets called a personal foul every time. A player outside of a scrum coming in and starting something with another player or beef with a player that was in the scrum gets called. See Table of One and Richard Sherman 2016. Yeah. Um... I, so, confession time, I actually didn't see it happen live or in replay. So you can kind of be like... Impartial. Yeah. That being said, I'm completely not impartial. Okay. <laughs> because, surprise, double jeopardy, I think that the referees are guilty for the entire bubble. This isn't double jeopardy. This is a different crime. I don't know what double jeopardy is. <laughs> never commit a crime, so. <laughs> I think it's a little late for that. Especially never commit two crimes. I think hey, it's a little late for that. You can't, a husband and a wife it's can't both be punished for the, the same, same crime. crime. <laughs> Got a little risk of development. But yeah, no, I, I, I think since the bubble started, all of the refs have just been worse than is usual which is already bad like nba refs are notoriously not good at their jobs and they've been even worse in the bubble i will say basketball is a very hard sport to officiate just with how fast paced everything is and how poorly written some of the rules are yeah i don't want to be like a scab for the refs but i mean they don't deserve some of the flack they get but the technical foul rules they kind of need to be looked at after this. Hey, Chap, I think Luke's uh, choking on a boot over here. You want to help him out? <laughs> All I'm saying is if Scott Foster had more control over games. No. <laughs> you lose. Listen, if I know your name and you're a ref. It's, you're you, a bad ref. You're a bad ref. I'm looking yeah. at you, Scott Foster and uh, brothers. Yeah, Tony, Tony brothers. brothers. Yeah. Except Joey Crawford. Fair. Crawford is phenomenal. That's was true. phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, I loved that man. Oh man. All right. So, are we saying guilty? But listen, you didn't even have to ask me. If you just say, "Hey, 
you know, are the refs guilty? Hell yes. <laughs> the so, answer is yes. I'm a biased jury member. I should not be allowed on this jury. <laughs> so what is the punishment for the refs in this case? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to sentence the refs to five years studying the NFL handbook. Oof. Why are the NBA refs studying the NFL handbook? I mean, maybe the NBA refs could come up with what a catch is. That's not a bad idea. I'm telling you, two birds, one stone. I mean... Okay, so the NBA refs now have to solve the catch problem in the NFL. Congratulations. (laughs) All right. So now let's talk a little bit of playoffs more general. Things have gone uh, sideways, uh, to say the least. Uh, For instance, I'm just going to take a a stroll here. Uh, 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 Lakers and Portland are tied. I mean, I did call that. I thought they would be 1-1 at this point and that the Lakers would win in five. I Yeah, I think I said the Lakers. In... You both said Lakers in four. Okay. Uh, way to it, fact check. Uh, it should have been Lakers in four. <laughs> yeah, I think they, the Lakers just missed shots the first game. Yeah. And if those shots fall, like, we see another game like last night. Oh, absolutely. Where they're just demolishing... Dame and CJ. Ah, uh, Now that Dame and CJ are both hurt, this series, I, I think it's just three more blowouts, honestly. Mm-hmm. They might stay in one game, but I think ultimately the Lakers take that and and they take the series. Yeah. With All right. Ease. Another point of interest in this series to me is the fact that LeBron James and Kuzma have yet to have a very solid outing yet. Yeah. I mean, LeBron was... It had historical box score in the first game, but it was a lot of empty rebounds and a few empty assists. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was just yeah. a weird game. It, did, yeah. it didn't feel like playoff LeBron. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting at. He's not, it feels like he doesn't have the keys to the station wagon right now. Yeah, it feels like he's hunting for assists. He's hunting for just the ability, like him being part of the Lakers getting on the scoreboard instead of his offense just running. I mean, Honestly, mm-hmm. it looks like he's playing like an old vet out there, yeah. which is what he is. I mean, I mean it's not incorrect, but no. he's also LeBron James. Yeah, and I think we've come to expect like this high level of play from LeBron in the playoffs. Yeah, we have. And the last time we saw him play in the playoffs was two whole years ago, over two years ago. Yeah. Um, and he did, I mean, he personally was great, but he almost lost in the first round that year. Yeah. He went to seven against the Pacers, and... He got swept in the finals despite being very good in the finals. Historic. Yeah, it it was just a weird playoff run because it was the worst. The worst his team had been in those eight finals appearances, Um, and he fair. He got bounced as quickly as he should have in the finals, and that's Mm -hmm. the last time we saw him. Yeah. That being said, also Anthony Davis has had a roller coaster in this series. He's had a roller coaster in the bubble. It's like yeah. a 37-point game followed by a 9-point game. It seems like every single night, and I don't understand it. Yeah, that's, yes, that is exactly what it feels like to me. All right, Rockets are up 2-0, so my take on that's looking just awful. Yeah, I think we all picked the Thunder. Yeah, I think we did. I think the Thunder steal one or two games from here on out. 
They played well most of yesterday. Thunder and six. <laughs> uh, Seth thinks the Thunder are going to rattle off four wins in a row. Uh, Fight that's Thunder. not going to happen. They, they did play very well yesterday. They still couldn't get the job done, though. Yeah, Harden wasn't good, and they still couldn't couldn't get the do- job done. I don't know. Yeah, it's because what's going to happen from here on out. Harden only got to the line what nine times that game. Yeah, Dort played in game two. He didn't play in game one, and that yeah. was. He was the Harden stopper. He was incredible. Obviously, it's Houdini playoff Harden, so it's a much yeah. different situation. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what the rest of the series looks like. I can't imagine that the Thunder just go down in a sweep. Um, I do think that it will <clears throat> still be a long series. But yeah. if a couple of bounces go the wrong way for the Thunder, I mean, yeah. they, they could lose tomorrow, I've, which is yeah. a scary thought. I've been expecting more from Steven Adams than I think we got Steven, the past two games. The, uh, yesterday's game, game two, the first two possessions the Thunder had, they immediately fed him in the post, and he got two easy buckets. The Thunder were up 4-0. Yeah. And then it seems like he hardly touched the ball after that. He took four shots mm. in the last game. Oh, my gosh. It, and he was four for four. Yeah. He, the man doesn't miss. It's... It, he should be feasting in a similar way to the way Joel Embiid has been feasting against the Celtics. Uh, okay, but Joel feasting Embiid, with air quotes. Feasting <laughs> with air quotes. Joel Embiid also doesn't have SGA and Chris Paul. Yeah. And Nilo. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and also, the Rockets aren't as good as the Celtics. That's another conversation. This is true. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation we're not getting into. Can, uh, yeah, go ahead. Can I bring up a, a two? Houston players that are doing immaculately well. Okay. Uh, Jeff Green. Jeff Green and Ben (laughs) McLemore. We're done talking about that. (laughs) It pains me to say that as a Grizzly fan, having both of them on my team and having Jeff Green on your team, Seth. uh, Lord, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Jeff Green is my trigger phrase. (laughs) I I just want to see them do well. I mean... If, if they win one, good on them. If they don't, it doesn't bother me at what all. What do you mean by win one? Like, win a championship. I, I want Jeff Green to come off come off the bench in a blowout last finals game and drop 13. Of all, <laughs> of all the players I can think of in the NBA who I'm like, that guy deserves a championship. I'm like Jeff his, Green is not does not approach that. Where's nice. ISO Joe? Let's get Joe Johnson a chip, boy. I'm like this with every former Grizzly. Like one of my favorite moments as a fan was watching Marcus All win last year. Listen, and two of my favorite Celtics of all time are playing for the Lakers, and I hope that they never reach the finals. <laughs> I mean, it's if, also Celtics Lakers. Yeah. I mean, if they leave the Lakers. Then I I hope they win a championship someday. But as long as they're with the Lakers, I hope they have the single greatest Lakers careers ever and never win a chip. Technically, they're not playing, so I mean, also true. Yeah, Avery is at home, not even engaged with the team. Yeah, even and, more reason to want the Lakers to lose. And Rondo is hurt. All right, so moving on, we have surprise, surprise. The Denver Nuggets are down one game to two against the Utah Yaz. I'm going to say it. Uh, after today's performance, Mike Conley is uh, better than Dame. 
Conley went seven for eight from three today. It was very, very impressive. It was definitely a I just had a kid game. It and is it is a known fact that you have a kid, you play well in the playoffs. I.e. Fred See Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet. <sighs> yep. Could this be the start of a Fred Fred Van Vliet run for, for Mike Conley? Conley? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Two to one. I, I think that implicit in this conversation is could the Jazz make a deep playoff run to the West Finals or the Finals? Yes. I think they could if they play the way they are now. Uh, Mitchell's dropping 50-something points. You have Mike Conley over here being Fred Van Vliet. I don't see how... Go Bears in elite center, fight me. They would be playing the Clippers in the second round. I don't see how they get past that team with Kawhi and PG checking Donovan. And say all you want about PG's offense in the playoffs. His defense is good year in and year out in the playoffs. And he's just going to get worn out. And Gobert's defensive skill set is minimalized against a team that shoots as many mid-range jumpers as the Clippers does. I'll give you that. I I got one word for you. I got one word for you. Joe Ingles. Oof. <laughs> the ultimate equalizer. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's going to stop Joe? Who's going to stop the math teacher? Who I, I think that we probably put PBEV on Joe, actually. Then who's going to stop Conley? Kawhi or PG. Why, I, think, I think you put Kawhi on Donovan, and you have Paul George guard whoever is getting hot in the game. That's that's a good move. And then have P-Bev run around like he's playing a box-in-one when he's actually not. Yeah, just a, <laughs> a one-man box-in-one. Lord. All right, so let's move on to that. Uh, we, we've talked enough about the Clippers in Dallas. Clippers are up 2-1 on Dallas. That's been probably the most fun series in the playoffs so far. Uh, yeah, uh, for most people. <laughs> <laughs> Seth's really enjoying the Celtics, uh, if you can't tell. I, I, I could not enjoy it more than I currently am. Celtics went up 3-0 today. <laughs> and Tatum was bad. Tatum did not have a good game, and they still... They found a way to win. They hit big shots at the end of the game. They drained their free throws. Marcus Smart is a winning player. Marcus Smart is a winning center. <laughs> there we go. Correct. Marcus Smart, the center. I will live and die defending Marcus Smart. All right, so Raptors are up 3-0. My Brooklyn take was uh, poorly conceived. Think, Not well thought out. I think they could still win one. Maybe but. overreacting. I think the Raptors take it next game. They want a week off. Brooklyn in seven. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean that? No. <laughs> God, I wish I could commit to that bit. I just... I conceivably cannot. <laughs> All right. This is an interesting conversation me and Luke had earlier. Yeah. Who is the best player on the Raptors right now? Who's the best player on the Raptors? Uh, Fred Van Vliet. Ah. I said it was a toss-up between FWV and Pascal. I still think it might be Kyle Lowry. There's They have a little big three, to, and it's a lot of fun. To rephrase, the question was... Uh, who do you trust to take that last shot? 
Oh, what that what that was the question? Serge Ibaka. I think it was. We can go. <laughs> we can go best player though. I, Are we just gonna glance fine. over that? <laughs> I mean, I was just going to let you have your little moment there. <laughs> thank, thank you. I, I, I was just going like, to let us keep going. All right. I mean, See was, if anyone mentions it in the comments. He was shooting lights out today. So. There we go. I, I think that Kyle Lowry at least has to be the guy with the ball in his hand at the end of the game. Yeah. And maybe he dishes it to Fred Van Vliet. Maybe he dishes it to Pascal. Or even Abaka or... Probably not OG. I'm going to be honest. That's the job of most point guards in the NBA. That's fair. <laughs> that is kind of the nature of the position. <laughs> Unless you're LeBron James. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I just said that to make the chat kind of stunned for a minute. Yeah, I mean, I, you're not wrong, though. <laughs> like, you guys have been humbling me today. <laughs> I My confidence was was like up here this morning great radio chap <laughs> great radio <laughs> and now it's now it's you can't see me guys but it's down here it's all it's all the way down here not even doing a hand motion this time <laughs> it's, it's pretty low if there's no hand motion this is very half-assed tell. radio <laughs> all right uh nice surprise for me miami's up 2-0 on the pacers <laughs> The Pacers what? haven't looked good. I called the Pacers in seven, I think. No, you called the Did Heat. I call, did I call the Heat in Yeah, you six? called the Heat in five. Five. Man. Oh. <laughs> Hell yes. This looks so good for me. <laughs> I This been, looks better than I remember. <laughs> this and the Nuggets series, I think I probably just got wrong. Um, I, I do still think the Nuggets will probably eke that series out in seven, but... I certainly, it's not a sweep like I thought it would be in this series. Miami might win in four. The uh, Pacers honestly. haven't looked good. They haven't been knocking down their shots. Half the time their offense is just stagnant. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong. They don't their look defense like they has do. been weak too. Yeah. Which they, is surprising actually. Yeah, it is. They don't look like they did at the beginning of the bubble. Um, part of that was Oladipo was out most of the first game. Yeah. Part of that is TJ Warren just... Yeah. Not being able to to be the MVP. Yeah, I say he's and the bubble goat, but we're out of the bubble now. Yeah, we're in the playoffs, baby. And then Jimmy walks. Butler for some reason just draining threes after a twenty-two percent three-point shooting season. What if this is this is like mad Jimmy Butler that we're not seeing? What if this is the Jimmy Butler that was in the T Wolves practice? I told you, I I posted this in the Facebook group. You before. did. You did. You can't beat an angry Jimmy Buckets. Mm-hmm. You just don't. Angry Jimmy Buckets or playoff LeBron in like his prime. Or Vucevic. Or. <laughs> <laughs> because apparently the Magic are just very good at this whole basketball thing all of a sudden. And they took a game from Milwaukee. Milwaukee and Orlando have split the series thus far. And what in the hell... Yeah, we very much dismissed the Magic's chances of winning a single playoff game <laughs> on the last episode. So I mean, I think everyone in the world did. Yeah, I mean, including the Magic. <laughs> who could have foreseen like Chris Middleton having a really bad first couple games? Yeah, all that to say, Orlando fans, our We're... sincerest apologies go out to you. You'll be receiving a letter in the mail. I will write also, to each one of you and apologize. Also. Is Vucevic just like a top 
five center in the league. He's a top five offensive center in the league. I realized that during the bubble, like before the playoffs started. He's absolutely garbage on defense, so I think that you could come up with five centers better, especially if you include AD as a center. Uh, I mean, if you include AD as a center, sure. But, but he also, I don't know, man. Like, I, I knew he was a great, great offensive player. I didn't realize he could put up this much volume. Yeah, I mean, there was a point in the third quarter of game two where he was just bringing him back in it, and he had, like, 14 in the first four or five minutes of the third. And it mm-hmm. looked like, I mean, it looked like it was going to be a Clay Thompson-type quarter. Yeah. Um, and, he, I mean, you can't sustain that when your teammates aren't also putting up good shots. Um, and his teammates were absolute garbage in game two. And that's ultimately going to be Orlando's downfall along with facing Giannis. <clears throat> I, think, yeah. I think the Magic pull one more game just because their their way of stopping Giannis is a three-person wall at the top of the key. Yeah. And he has gotten so much better. And I think this proves he's gotten better at passing because he's passing out to the open man on on the three. Yeah, I could I could see Orlando taking another game. They've looked great. I mean, they didn't look horrible in game two. They had some runs where Vucevic was just lighting it up. And if the rest of the team can do even a little bit offensively, then th- yeah, they have a chance, especially if Chris Middleton stays cold mm-hmm. and if Bledsoe can't be that second, third option type of guy. Yeah. I mean, they're, they've technically got home games up next. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> The eight seed just has home court advantage in every game in the playoffs, <laughs> bro, <laughs> bro. Oh lord, oh lord. But you know what, guys? I I just gotta I gotta send up an R.I.P. to the Knicks. Just one more time. We're in a like half of a person draft. You know how sometimes they say we're in a one-person draft or a, or a four-man draft? We're in like a half-person draft right now. I mean, there's four guys, all of whom have like a 12.5% chance of being good. Yeah. And uh, New York pulled the eighth pick this is, out of the This lottery. is wild, guys. 1985, the year after Michael Jordan was drafted was the last time that the Knicks moved up in the lottery. That's rough. That's real rough. This, I I truly believe that the NBA lottery is rigged and that they're waiting for James Dolan to sell the team. Listen, I've said this before. You You can tell how loyal a guy is by who his sports teams are. Yeah. Shout out to Knicks fans. Shout out to Knicks fans. Knicks fans. Knicks fans. I want to. I want to give my heart out to you guys. You're troopers. I have nothing but respect to you. But also, be a Nets fan. You've done it to yourself. <laughs> I, I. I think the only way to sell the team at this point is just to boycott. Absolutely, it is. Don't go to any more games. Even when the season, like even when fans are allowed in stands, don't go to games. Don't. Don't do. Don't give them your money. Um, egg, they're egg, the most valuable franchise in basketball. Egg James Dolan's house. <laughs> don't go to his concerts. Like, take a hot one in a paper bag, light it on fire on his front porch, ring the doorbell, run. That might be vandalism. 
That's to, fine. <laughs> to be clear, for legal purposes, we are not suggesting you do this right now. For legal reasons, that's a joke. Incitement <clears throat> of violence. We had common law. <laughs> um, we did take common law. Yeah, Knicks Lord. fans. I am a Vanderbilt fan and an Orioles fan, and I feel for you. You guys have been through more than I have. I truly believe that from the bottom of my heart. I'm a South I'm Carolina. Sorry. I'm a South Carolina Gamecocks fan. I am a Celtics fan, and really got into basketball right before we traded the big three to Brooklyn. So I was there for the uh, Evan Turner's our best player. Now Jeff Green is our best player years. It was a rough time. I'm gonna be honest. I don't feel really for Knicks fans. The Grizzlies were bad. I think two years I was a fan of them, so. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> I mean, like, I understand. It's rough. So, Knicks fans, that's our segment for you. Uh, guys, do you want to talk more about the lottery? I, I'm just interested to see what trades come out of this. The Warriors are an interesting thing. They have Wiggins and the number two pick. The number two pick might be enough to unload Wiggins' contract somewhere without having to give up anything else. Why does he have that contract <laughs> is the question. Um, because he averaged like 25 one year for no apparent reason. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think Golden State keeps the second pick, especially in this draft. Um, Minnesota has the first pick. That's going to be useless because it's Minnesota. Charlotte has the third pick and no one cares not even Michael Jordan. Uh, Chicago has the fourth pick. They have a chance to actually pull someone pretty decent. Yeah. They also are thinking about trading this pick, Zach Levine, and a couple of other assets for Ben Simmons. Terrible. Reportedly. Terrible idea. Awful decision. It's a horrible decision. For the Bulls. For the Bulls. The 76ers. Yes. That would be a, They should go for that. That would be honestly. an amazing trade for the 76ers. It really would be. I want to see Zach Levine with another actually good player next to him. Honestly, if I'm being real honest right now, blow it up. Trade both Simmons and Embiid. Fire Brett Brown. Bring Colangelo back. Fire him. And then bring back in Sam Hinkie. The process starts again. <laughs> 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 That's... That's a spicy take. Uh, I think they just offload Simmons this offseason. I think they've had enough. Get whatever assets they can. Yeah. Hopefully some actual young players and not just future picks for the sake mm. of winning with Joel. I also I need this to be known that that spicy take was an actual take that I have. I, Minus I the Colangelo yeah, part. I, I believe you. Trust the process. Trust the process. Hinky died for our sins. Trust right. the process and actually follow through with the process with the guy who started it. Do you Please. think who, okay, if theoretically one and two stay the same, who do you think they take? Like, do you think Wiseman goes first or do you think? I think it's got to be Edwards and then Wiseman. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. I think Edwards and then Wiseman. And I think those are the two clear cut, number so, one and number because two. So would Ball, are you thinking that uh Lamella is going to fall to probably just to Charlotte. Um, Honestly, I don't think they're going to take him in Charlotte because of Lavar, because Lavar said that Lonzo was better than Michael Jordan. Or is it because and Ooh. Michael Jordan will take that personally 
make sure that LaMelo doesn't get uh, drafted by Charlotte. He's going to get drafted by Chicago, and Chicago's just going to be the best offensive team in the league and the worst defensive team in the league. What if Michael Jordan intentionally trades for the next four picks after that just so that LaMelo doesn't get drafted in the top five or six? What do you I get, would love What that. do you guys think about LaMelo going to, to Charlotte? And, and the first day he's there, LaVar Le- gets a ball to the chest, and it's Michael Jordan, and he goes, get ready, one-on-one, we're doing this right now. I would... <laughs> love nothing more. Michael Jordan truly does not care enough about LeVar Ball for that. I I I've have seen you the last the dance. Doc? <laughs> I've seen the last dance. I know that he takes everything very personally. Yeah. He would put up like 81 on LeVar. Yeah. Yeah. 57-year-old Michael Jordan, man. 57-year-old Michael Jordan could probably still dunk on Dwight. I'm pretty sure you could. You're probably right. <laughs> this is like basketball god we're talking about. This is, uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know if uh, listeners have picked up on this hit or not, but we are all of the opinion that Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Yeah. 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 I think after the last dance, it just cemented it for me. I kind of, uh, we haven't actually had this discussion, so I feel like I just kind of took a leap of faith into that one. <laughs> I mean, we're all smart basketball minds. I think that it just kind of falls into place there. Yeah, it does fall into place. And I mean, it wasn't even the last dance that solidified it for me. I've read books from like the 92 Dream Team. David Halberstam's book on Michael Jordan, that's just a comprehensive like 560 page yeah. book about his career and everyone his career affected. Um, and I've also read those books about LeBron, about Kobe, about Bill Russell, and Jordan just was more impactful than any of those guys were to his, to their respective teams. Yeah. yeah. I think the stats always were always wild to me, but yep. watching the doc, I think a lot gets lost in statistics, but watching the doc, you're just like... I mean, just... No way, he's not the GOAT. Watch the game tape, man. I mean, It's ludicrous. Watch the game tape, look at the analytics, look at the advanced stats. And when we say game tape, we mean full game tapes. Not just the best games he had, not the highlights. We're talking about going and just looking up. Okay, here's a regular season game Michael Jordan played against the Phoenix Suns in 1991. Watch his good games, watch his bad games. On YouTube and... we have access to this. People act like people as young as us who didn't get to see Jordan in his prime play live can't watch those games, but we can and we have. We're missing the eye test. And for the record, we're all younger people. Yeah. I think. Well, we don't know about you. Yeah, we don't I... know how old Seth is. No one knows how old Seth is. That's not a joke. No one but the father knows the time nor the hour <laughs> that I was born. And even your father doesn't know. I mean, the father. I'm talking about the big guy upstairs. Big Papa. Big Papa Jesus. So, yeah, we're, we're younger guys. We're millennials and chap. It is what it is. Michael Jordan's the GOAT. Michael Jordan's the GOAT. Long this, story short. I don't know how this turned into a GOAT debate where we're just yelling about Michael Jordan. Michael, Jordan's, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. He is the best player of all time. LeBron James ain't even top five. No, that's not true. Yeah, no, I'm lying. LeBron's number two. LeBron's 
LeBron's, Number two or three. Yeah, two or three. I and Kareem could go back and forth. Yeah, I can go back and forth with him on Kareem. But that's not the point. We might even cut this out of the pot, to be <laughs> honest. Because it is, we're just rambling at this point. Guys, thanks for listening. We've been the Flagrant Three. And next week, I think we're going to do our top ten of all time straight up. So tune in next week. I got some research to do. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. We've been the Flagrant Three, and we'll catch you next time.